Behind the Screens takes you beyond the code and into the open source community with short interviews from live events all over the world. Made possible by Lullaby, your number one source for strategy, design, and Drupal development for large-scale digital publishing. Find us on Twitter at Lullabot or in your browser at lullabot.com. I'm here kicking off DrupalCon Seattle with another episode of Behind the Screens. Coming back for a second time, Adam Bergstein, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm honored to be back a second time. Thank you, for, uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So the last time we talked, you were working for Civic Actions and doing a lot with DCAN and Open Data. Recently, you've started working with Simply Test Me. So for somebody who's new to the community who has not heard of Simply Test Me, how would you describe that to them? What does this service provide for the community? Uh, it really takes all the complexity of installing Drupal or testing out modules or loading patches. And the great thing about that is that you don't have to worry about, oh, how do I install this? How do I load the code? How do I enable a module? How do I do these things? And all the things that I think people take for granted, it does it automatically. So it gives you, if I were to go to simplytest.me, what do I see when I get there? What, what, what is it doing for me as a Drupal user? If I wanted to test out a module, say like, what does this module do or does that work? What, what's actually happening there? What's the, what is that service providing for me? So uh, you basically type whatever you want and usually it looks for module names or like theme names or even Drupal itself. So if you just want to run core, uh, another great example is it uh, does give you the ability to run distributions, uh, which is a little tricky in Drupal 8. doesn't always work, but, uh, but it does give people kind of um, an out-of-the-box experience with Drupal that just is easy and just runs. So you type whatever you want. Uh, say I want to test um, the password policy module, right? I type that in, and I've got a running Drupal site with it enabled. Uh, I think one of the really more recent things that, that people have been leveraging Simply Test for is with uh, Umami. Uh, now that you have a real out-of-the-box Drupal core uh, you know, demo system with content, with like all the great features enabled media and layout builder and all these other things, uh, you can really quickly stand up uh, an Umami instance through Simply Test with a few simple steps, click a few options, hit a button, and you have a brand new site that is totally at your uh, that you can configure you can log into it you can use it you can change it uh, so I, I think it, it's been uh, really really helpful for testing things like you know I want to test a patch or I want to test a new branch uh, it's been helpful for like evaluating modules I want to see hey how does this thing work does it meet my needs can it uh, can I uh, leverage this thing that already exists out there um, but it's kind of a soft launch into the community. And I, I feel like uh, there's not anything else out there that does that. There's not really any other equivalent. So if I wanted to try Drupal or test out this module, I go to simplytest.me, it spins it all up for me. How long does that site last? Is it a permanent site for me or does it uh, eventually tear itself down? It tears itself down. It's a 12 hour instance. Uh, you know, We have it set up that way to make sure that we're not overwhelming the infrastructure behind it right now. Um, and, and respectfully, you know, I think when you're really trying things out the way that it's intended to run, uh, you don't need a lot more than that. Uh, there's times I think people have, have asked like, oh, I've set up a Simply Test site and I've configured it and I want to demo it like in a few days. And it's like, that's not really what it's designed to do. 
I always try to work with people and if, if they have any advanced needs, if there's anything that I am able to do to help them out, but it's not, it's not really part of the service. So what sort of infrastructure are you running behind the scenes? How does this work to spin up a full Drupal site or, and add a module to it and then have it tear itself down? That sounds like a lot of work on the back end. It's an extreme amount of work on the back end, and uh, it's actually a system that's been around for, oh my, like for quite some time. I think if I last checked, I think it was like nine years old or something, or ten years old. It's, it's definitely, it's beginning to show a little bit of wear. It's, uh, it's got two primary components to it. It's got the, the web front end, which is a Drupal distribution, and it uh, has the ability to like pull all the metadata from Drupal.org and load the project so you can really quickly type in the name of a project and load it and pick the version you want. Uh, but then on the back end is a, a big, big giant LAMP server, like a really, really big server. <laughs> lots of memory, lots of hard drive space, lots of processing power. And uh, that, you know, it spins up virtual hosts and spins up new databases and it, it does all the magic behind the scenes. But that's really where a lot of the maintenance comes in. You know, anytime there's a new version of Drupal that comes out, sometimes we have to go in and load certain packages or we have to update the version of Drush or we have to install security updates to that. And there's definitely a lot of uh, work behind the scenes to make sure that all of that goes smoothly. So you said we a number of times that, you know, we are working to make this happen and that happen. Is it just you are on this project or are you working with some other people to try and keep this up? And as a follow-up to that, is this a kind of like a labor of love for you? Is it your way of giving back to the community or is this a paid service? Great question. Um, I've been very lucky to be able to ping uh, very specific individuals that I know have expertise in certain areas uh, who volunteer their time to help out uh, as needed. It's not, um, uh, I try to minimize that as much as possible, so I tend to do a lot of the work, uh, but uh, I'm, I uh, have my own limitations. Uh, but folks like uh, Elijah Lynn and Greg Boggs have been really instrumental in picking up uh, where I feel like I can't, uh, and that's been really great to have uh, have those uh, those two pitching in. It's been really helpful, um, and uh, it is a labor of love. It absolutely is a labor of love. It's not. I don't. Uh, there's no. There's no financial incentive for me. It's not. It's really something I just feel that is an important thing to do. Um, I didn't want to see the project die. Uh, I feel like it was serving had a lot of value and serving people well so uh, you know I'm happy to put the time in it does take a lot of time sometimes things go down sometimes uh, there's networking problems or you know someone says I can't install this version of Drupal anymore and then I have to go in and investigate it right and, and it's uh, it's a lot of things and it's totally free right so there's no money exchanged we've got some wonderful sponsors um, you know, that are basically paying for all the servers and everything like that, you know, and it makes it so convenient. It's really nice. Uh, you know, it doesn't, there's really uh, zero dollar exchanges. Like, you know, I'm not, there's no payment for me or Elijah or Greg or anything. And, uh, but it is a really unique and wonderful way uh, to contribute back to the community. If somebody was interested in helping you out with 
any of these issues that happen to come up, new versions of Drupal come out and need to be tested, or for some reason something happens on the server, or are you open to taking additional help if people were to reach out to you? What are you looking for, and how should they go about doing that if they're interested? Wow, I, I think you just asked the million-dollar question. So I, I look at where we are today, and the infrastructure and the code and the tools are all... Uh, I don't want to use the word bespoke, but they've all been very highly customized and it's been around for a really long time and every version of Drupal has had like incremental improvements and like, you know, it feels very fragile right now, the infrastructure. And so, uh, and we don't really have a great development infrastructure because it is so fragile and bespoke it's really, really, really hard to actually build a solid uh, development environment that mirrors it, you know, the production environment 100%. Uh, I, I would, I mean, I think my primary goal as a maintainer is to do what I can uh, to make the system more friendly for contributors. And uh, I have a lot of initiatives in place right now to try to make that happen. So are you looking for, are, are you actively seeking people to volunteer to help out? Like, would you accept that should they come in? Yes. Uh, and I think there's some really key focused areas and ways that I would look for that contribution to happen right now. Uh, the first way is that we uh, recently have agreed to use uh, Tugboat QA, uh, which is uh, a, a product offered by the Lullabot team. Uh, we've recently agreed to use their services as the new backend for Simply Test, and there are tremendous benefits of doing that. Uh, first is that every instance that is spun up is disposable, so there is no sense of like a giant monolithic architecture anymore. And the other great thing is that anybody can pay for either you know a fairly cheap. Uh, tugboat account or even use a free one and they could uh, the way that I have it architected right now I've already been able to make some progress on this is they could drop in their own API keys and basically have all of the back end already automated for them to contribute to simply test and that was a huge barrier uh, for people to be able to do that uh, it doesn't uh, it's not launched yet so it's not actually matching or mirroring what is currently running right now today, but we have made some great strides. We're very close to being able to probably offer that in a beta setting uh, where we could uh, spin that up and, and allow that to be the new, new backend. And uh, what that will afford with the existing infrastructure is we can really truly have a front end or uh, a production system with a development server. And we can get both of those environments set up and with 100% parity that people can contribute to either the front end or the back end. Uh, but the other big initiative that we're looking to do is to switch uh, Simply Test from a Drupal 7 uh, setup to a Drupal 8 one. And we've got a lot of great uh, architectural things that uh, we'd like to move forward with that. People are more than welcome to contribute to that, and some folks already have. And so we're, um, you know, it's some state between. I would say about 50% done with uh, getting that moving, uh, and we'll now have to roll in some of the new tugboat improvements uh, that I think will make that even more plausible uh, to launch Drupal 8 sooner. 
and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And I think if anybody wants to contribute, that'd be great. We also have, uh, we've submitted a Google Summer of Code project through the Drupal umbrella, and that'll allow um, some students to be paid to work on Simply Test as part of, you know, they'll get to work with me and some of the other mentors to learn certain things. And we, we are exclusively gonna have them focus on Drupal. And so the wonderful thing about that is the vision that, that I've put forward has uh, a lot of diverse components to that. So we have a React front end. Uh, we still have all the project importing and all the metadata from Drupal.org, which changed from uh, the previous infrastructure to GitLab now, which is phenomenal. So it's it's uh, the, the Drupal Association did a uh, an amazing an amazing job of moving their infrastructure and like Simply Test will reap the benefits of that. There is no question about it. Um, you know, we're able to hit the APIs from GitLab. It's a, it was a great move uh, in, in very digestible ways and formats that are tech friendly. Uh, and uh, we're, I think, across the board, really trending upward. Wow, that's amazing. That's a lot of pieces that are all coming together there. So if somebody wants to help out, what's how do they contact you to get involved, either like Drupal Summer of Code or to just reach out directly to participate in something that you're organizing with Simply Test Me? Where, where should they go to? Uh, there's a few ways you could reach out to me directly, either on Drupal Slack or on Twitter. I'm happy to, to like find a fit uh, there. Uh, and one thing I'm a little bit behind on is I uh, need to go through and create a bunch of issues to uh, spell out you know, what's gonna move us forward with Tugboat and also what's gonna move us forward with Drupal 8. And I need to get that uh, flushed out such, in such a way really that people could go directly to the issue queue of Simply Test because it is an open source project. You know, For me personally, I believe very, very strongly in open source and the community behind it. And I really wanna make it in, in such a way that people can contribute. Uh, so I'll, I will do my best to try to get the issue queues groomed and cleaned up as soon as possible. We'll probably make a roadmap issue for the Drupal 7 system to finish up the, the launch blockers for that to get that done and completed for Tugboat. And then what we'll also look to do would be uh, to try to get the same level of granularity uh, for the Drupal 8 system uh, to have that ready to go uh, when it's convenient, when it's ready. We're here at DrupalCon, it's, it's Sunday, uh, but I want to flip it away from the work a little bit like I, do, I tend to do. So the last time that we talked, you told me you are a coffee snob and a craft beer snob. And we are enjoying some great beers right now. We had our coffee earlier. The thing that we did before that, though, was we, we ran a race just in a town called Everett, north of Seattle. What made you want to do that? Why, why was that important to, to start DrupalCon off with something non-nerdy, something you get out on your feet, even though it's Seattle and it's rainy and cloudy? That That is a, a very, very good question and probably one that is a little deeper uh, than, than I might be able to answer in, in one podcast. I, I mean, I believe really strongly in balance. That's something I learned during my time at Civic Actions, uh, and they're very heavy advocates for that. And balance is not, is not just work-related, right? And DrupalCon is a very energy-intensive event. There's always a lot going on, and you see everybody that you know in the community. I'm giving two sessions. Uh, starting off this event, having the ability to uh, really take care of my physical health and, and uh, try to, to, to offset all the coffee, all the beer, all the, the food and the great dining experiences and, and even just the, 
you know, leveling off uh, any kind of anxiety I have around giving giving talks or doing anything like that. It, it felt like a really great start to the event. That's really one of the things. And you know, I, I say this all the time and I, I don't think people, people are probably tuning me out now, but you know, like our community is really a lot more than, you know, pushing commits into code repos. And that's just another example of that. I mean, having an opportunity to run a race with you and you know, any, really anybody that would want to, to come and join us, you know, is, that's an opportunity wasted if you don't do that. Uh, and I, I greatly enjoyed it. Um, it's, another, it's a wonderful way to connect uh, just beyond, you know, the day-to-day -day and the, the typical stuff. Uh, much like I view, like, the, the coffee exchange that we do now and things like that. It's just fun. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be lighthearted. And this was just a great way, a real, a real great way to start the week. And a uh, couple things that I'd like to plug real quick. You mentioned the coffee exchange. So uh, I want to ask you just a, some quick details about that. This will probably be released well after DrupalCon, but you can look for it at the next DrupalCon or at other events. This happens a lot of places. A lot of times I've seen it more than once. And uh, the other thing I'd like to plug is that there are a couple people, namely um, Last Call Media. A couple guys or a couple people from that team have started organizing group runs at DrupalCons now in the afternoons, after your sessions, before you go to dinner. And there are, there are sign-up forms on the events on the DrupalCon page. So I know a few people who are doing that. I'm going to try and get in on as many of those as I can, provided my legs still work after running a, like an almost half marathon this morning. But I just think that's a great way outside of the code to, to just get together. Running through a city is an extremely fun way, for me at least, if you enjoy running, to see a city. But just give me a quick plug on the coffee exchange and what people could expect from that if they happen to be coffee people and just not know that this exists. Um, so the Drupal Coffee Exchange is uh, the ability really for um, anyone to grab, say, a local roast or something they really enjoy and the intent is to send it to somebody else. And there's two ways that that happens. We do that a lot at events. We've done that in Florida this year, mid-camp, we're gonna to try to do that here at DrupalCon. And uh, people bring bags of coffee, they put them out on a table, and DrupalCon specifically, especially being here in Seattle, we're gonna line up some local roasts, we're gonna make sure that people can come have a really good cup of coffee, just talk to each other. I mean, it's so, there's nothing behind it. It's not, you know, it's not fancy. Uh, but the, the other great thing is, though, throughout the year, every quarter, we have a registration system that I set up that people can go in and they can pair up with another community member and they can send each other coffee. They just order it online. They plug in the address. I send all the information out to each person based on who they're paired with. Uh, everybody supplies their like coffee preferences so they get something they like and it's like it's a great fit like yeah yeah we're all people we have common interests outside of just the code so it's a way of celebrating that well, I've got a couple more questions I want to keep this from getting too long what's one thing you think the community celebrates very well and maybe one thing you think that it could do a little bit better in terms of what we're doing well, I mean, I I think that today uh, we are finally beginning to realize a real vision um, around building tools and technology uh, that is helpful for people, not just a uh, 
I'm going to contrast that by saying that I think in many years past, we have done a great job of building a very technically relevant product, but one that is definitely technical focused. I think with uh, what I'm seeing today uh, through the work of like these UX initiatives and uh, Christina, I believe is her name, she's phenomenal and uh, layout builder and all the work that has gone into that to build an experience of you know, content management that is easy to use. It's focused on usability. It's focused on the on UX and uh, and accessibility, and trying to take like these old conventions of Drupal that I don't think have scaled well. Like our our uh, competitors are really really killing it in some new and innovative ways. Like you know, editing a medium blog post right has like, a certain editor, a certain feel to it, right? Um, you know, there's new and cool things that they're not bounded by like a legacy infrastructure, right? Anytime you have a big project like this, you have to be extremely careful about how you change it, how you scale it, how you grow it. If you do it too drastically, it, you know, you lose people or, you know, you it just becomes very chaotic, right? And I think we've done a great job of trying to stay the course uh, of, of what keeps us Drupal. <laughs> But also now we're really starting to focus on what matters. And what matters to me is the people. Like we have to focus on these experiences that make the Drupal system easier to use, better to use, more competitive. Layout Builder is a great example of that. I, and I, I think we still have ways to go. We have some, I think, some polish that we need to build into the system. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit more consistency in some of the architecture between features and core and things like that. But we're getting there. Like I, you know, I really, uh, I feel like it's heading in a good direction, especially approaching now with Drupal 9. I've been really, really impressed with um, a lot of the work that's gone into Drupal 9 so far uh, to, to get the solid foundation in place to really keep that momentum moving, you know? So that's, that's what I see. So that's what I feel like is going well. What I think maybe is not going well, if I understand the question properly, or what can we improve on? Yeah, and it's a wonderful question. I was having a good conversation when I was in Florida with Mike Anello, and I said, you know, wouldn't it be nice if there were 10 Aaron Winborn Awards? Wouldn't it be nice if we had other ways to recognize people? And I actually think that there is both a community aspect to it and a personal aspect to it that I think we, as community members, need to do our best to recognize the work yeah, that we think is important and what is uh, what is like adding value and having impact and all of these things that are critical for us to, to be around. We need to recognize people. We need to say, you know what, you're doing a fantastic job uh, and, and really call out things that we value. Um, I think that's really, really critical for all of us as people inside of the community, but really uh, from a community perspective, honestly, I would really like to see us come up with new ways to uh, recognize people ongoing, like throughout the year, it doesn't just have to be a DrupalCon, more frequency to that. There's people doing so much great work. I mean, there really, really, truly is. All right, let's get down to rapid fire here. I haven't done this one in a long time because I don't normally have notes in front of me, but I was smart enough to remember to make notes this time. So here we go, five questions, rapid fire, Adam Bergstein. Toilet paper, hung over or under? Oh, over, no question. Uh, drives me nuts. Marvel or DC? Oh, Marvel, no question. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. 
Ooh, interesting. Um, all right, you're a craft beer guy. IPA or stout? Uh, depends when you ask me, and depends on the variant. Very craft beer nerdy answer. <laughs> and because of that, you're getting this question. If 100 hippos and 100 rhinos fought on a mixed terrain of land and water, which animal would win? Neither. They would cancel themselves out. I'll take it. Let's, <laughs> let's go with that. All right, and of course... I couldn't end this episode without asking if you could pick one or two people to say thank you to, give a little gratitude for helping you along the way. Anybody come to mind? Yeah, I recently met someone, uh, met her at uh, Florida, and we had an, another nice interaction at Midcamp. There's a new community member. Her name is uh, Kimana Botts. Uh, she gave a session. She really told her uh, her story. I really resonated with it. I, uh, she, she's a gem. She is unquestionably one of the coolest, funnest, really great story, like new community member that, uh, I, I mean, I was just, it was such an honor to meet her. It was, it was, her presentation was fantastic. It really resonated with me. And I also think it's, it's remiss not to uh, acknowledge and recognize uh, all the hard work that goes into this DrupalCon event. And I feel like there's such a, a deep commitment from communities and community members and the DA of, of putting on this huge event. I mean, they deserve so much recognition. It is so much work and the scale of it is like huge. But I mean, I know how hard people work towards getting their sessions together and all the companies that put on these phenomenal parties and these the sponsorships and it's just such a community-wide commitment to do this and I'm sure Dries himself I know how hard he works at these Dries notes and it, there's just so much there I mean so I just had to I just had to say that too because we're here right and and honestly these people uh, I've seen sometimes they take hits on things that you know sometimes they're trying to experiment with stuff and, and try to get just the best experience they can and stay financially solvent and all these things but they just do so much work. I mean, they're really great. They deserve a lot of recognition. And I know it's, uh, you know, we're here before the DrupalCon the day before. I'm really excited about this year. I know it's going to be phenomenal. And I know how much work has gone into this for, for a lot of people. So thank you uh, from me. Here, here. It's definitely one of those, those jobs, those positions where... When everything goes well, you don't hear anything about it. But when something goes bad, your ears start ringing. And it's so think about every little thing that happens when you go to a DrupalCon. The hotel is is there for you. The these sessions are lined up. There's coffee. There's uh, the rooms are all there. There's people to tell you how to get there. Heck, when we were at DrupalCon Dublin, there was a person at the bottom of the escalator putting a cap on your coffee cup for you so you could ride the escalator without spilling your coffee. Who does that? So every time something goes right, look for all those little things and think someone at the DA or some part of the, some member of the community made that happen. That's I love that, and we're definitely keeping that in. Well, all right, I think we've talked enough, Adam. Uh, my first repeat interview on the podcast. It sounds like you're doing a lot of really great things, and I look forward to seeing where Simply Test Me goes. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you so much. Again, it was a pleasure. Hey, it's Carl, one of the co-organizers of the first ever Flyover Camp. Tell us about the camp, Carl. Well, it is on May 31st through June 2nd at the University of Missouri-Kansas City campus. The first two days are going to be normal sessions with keynotes, and the last day is going to be a contribution sprint. The cost is $38, and you can register at flyovercamp.org. Excellent. We'll see you there.